five four three two one good morning good evening good afternoon you're listening to paul and rigo this is real estate podcast show and million dollar podcast tours.com here in the toronto gta area uh, but today's episode is about the leaders and influencers in real estate both in the Ontario area, Canada, and uh, US worldwide. I try to mix it up so that you guys get a really good, um, uh, a, a really good full look at, again, the people behind those real estate signs that you see in your neighborhood. And today I'm very, very glad to have Ryan Waller join me on the podcast. And I want you guys to uh, find out all about him, where he's from, and he's going to give you a quick little intro. So welcome, Ryan. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate uh, you having me on uh, on the show today. This is a great honor. Um, yeah, I, my wife and I, Beth, uh, we work out of the Guelph, Ontario market. Uh, we have been operating out of this market for a number of years now, and uh, it's uh, it's a really interesting market. It's changing over the last little while, and uh, it's um, it's it's really sort of a dynamic market and uh, very interesting as a whole, as we have a, have a huge influence coming in from the GTA. Yep. Um, now from a real estate perspective, um, you know, we are, uh, sorry, Paul, I lost my train of thought here. Um, <laughs> there is no train. That's a crazy train. So go, <laughs> go in every direction. Cause eventually we yeah. will get there. Yeah. Well, so we are, uh, we're realtors uh, in Guelph um, and uh, we service the whole city of Guelph. And we've had a, a huge influence over the past number of years from uh, from the GTA. Yep. And um, you know, it seems that this this market is uh, as as probably uh, you have in Toronto and many markets across Canada and the U.S. have. Um, um, it's been a huge supply and demand imbalance, um, and um, so we've had a, a constant rush of GTA buyers over the past number of years. It's uh, it's been really interesting for us, um, but. I mean, outside of real estate, we are, uh, you know, obviously my wife and I are, uh, are working together. We have three young kids. So it's trying to find that balance of a busy real estate market along with young children and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and finding, finding the balance somewhere in between. Yeah. If you, and if you don't hear either one of my kids, the cats, the dog, the bird, the bird's the loudest. If you don't hear one of those in the background, then you know, this, this podcast is completely manufactured. It's fake. So yep. all yep. of that, all of that stays in. And by the way, that's one of the coolest things I hear. I go, Hey, I heard your, you know, your cockatiel in the background of the podcast. I'm like, yeah, cause it's, it's real life. So yeah. knowing that yeah. you've got kids that could be running behind you at any moment uh, is also for yeah. me. I, I, you know, some, someone said, Oh, my kid, you know, my, my kid needed something. I was doing a mortgage podcast a couple of weeks ago. She said, my, my, my kid, came through can you pause the podcast i go well i don't want to but if you want to go ahead because uh, to me yeah, yeah this means that you know if you're negotiating if you actually are negotiating with your child um on a podcast and people hear how you talk to somebody that's the real voice like we've got yeah. you know we've got other sides to us we've got the work voice we've got you know the you know the the play voice but sometimes the parenting voice again it's just it's part of the deal and you know like it or not that's what you're going to get so tell me a little bit let's start off with you know let's go to the past then the present, sure. then maybe the future, if we've got the time to uh, reset the, uh, what's that thing called in the back to the future, uh, the flux oh, capacitor. The, uh, if we, if we got a chance to, if we have a chance to reset that number, we'll, we'll see if we can do it. Um, but first of all, whereabouts are, are, you know, whereabouts were, were you or, or both of you, uh, where, where'd you guys grow up? 
So uh, my wife and I uh, grew up in Guelph, although we didn't know each other, uh, grew up in Guelph. And um, when I got to be, um, you know, post-secondary school, I went to college in Hamilton uh, at Mohawk. And one of the things that I was really interested in at a young age, and I found that uh, it sort of led me down this path was I was really into um, advertising okay. and I was really into branding. And it was something that at a very young age, I really, uh, I, I, I looked at it and I just, I, it was amazing to me that someone could take a brand and make it into something that people adored. You know, they'd drive around with a logo of something in their car. Mm-hmm. They'd, wear a, they'd wear a sweater or a coat with a logo on it. And I always just found it fascinating that people sort of attach themselves to brands. And so uh, I got into uh, to advertising and in my last year, my third year at uh, Mohawk, we had a co-op placement um, and I went into an ad agency in Toronto uh, yeah. at Young and Work. And uh, I worked there for a, a number of years and then moved into some corporate roles. I was hired by one of our clients um, uh, at the time, you probably remember, Chapters. Uh, I think there's yeah, maybe a few of them still around. Yep. And uh, I worked at the head office there and I did all of their advertising sort of in the stores. I did a lot of their writing of their ads for the Globe and Mail and that sort of thing. Um, they were bought by Indigo and um, Heather Reisman and Jerry Schwartz. And um, shortly after that. I knew, and uh, I knew I should have changed my name right at that moment because my last name is almost Indigo. I should have changed that's my right. name right at the moment of that acquisition. And, and, and I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. I'd be in a mansion somewhere. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and then uh, went into some other marketing roles. So I worked for A&P, uh, which was Dominion in Toronto at the time. And they're now Metro. Um, and I eventually ended up at a company called Kimberly Clark. Um, and many people know Kimberly Clark for the brands. They have Huggies, Kleenex, that sort of thing. Um, and that's where I went into a sales uh, role. They were out of Mississauga. And I yeah. really loved the company and what they did. And um, I really got into sales. I transitioned from marketing, which was more of a uh, a theory or a philosophical role or your strategy where you're trying to, you know, convince people of why a brand is better than another brand uh, through features and benefits and that sort of thing. But from my perspective, I really enjoyed the sales aspect of it, which was taking those features and benefits and, and actually noticing sales. And I'm a numbers guy. So yeah. I really enjoyed the sales aspect. It worked well for me. Um, and then uh, in 2008, my family, uh, we lived in Toronto and we, uh, we moved from Parkdale to uh, back to Guelph where our, our families are uh, because we started having kids and it made sense, um, you know, to have babysitters and to, and to uh, be closer to family so we didn't have to make the drive. So yeah. when yep. it, we sounds, left Toronto and moved, Sounds logical. Yeah. Sounds logical. Yeah. It all made sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I took a job at Nestle and I worked at Nestle um, for 10 years in a variety of sales roles. And um, eventually I got to the point and I, you probably can empathize with this. You get to the, you get to the point where, you know, in a sales role you're selling and you have to believe in the product you're selling. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that you can be the voice of of this product and that whatever you tell people about it, that they're going to believe you and trust you and buy the product. And if you can't portray that message, um, people start to see flaws in it. And I was getting to that point where, at Nestle where I just wasn't believing in the products as much as, as I, I you know, I kind of just lost my interest in it. But at the same time, I was buying, uh, when I sold our house or our condo in Toronto in Parkdale, um, I realized that real estate was sort of a magical thing. You know, we bought it pre-construction, mm-hmm. we sold it afterwards for a double the, double the price. It's, and I, and I still kick myself. If I say to my wife, I, never should have sold that place in Toronto. And we bought it for 197 grand. Hey, um, hey, hey, <laughs> en- enough of those kind of stories. Cause yes, we all have them. 
But if I you know, didn't do that, and if I didn't do the same thing in the nineties, I wouldn't even be doing what I was doing. It just, it was meant to be for whatever yep. reason. Yeah. Of course yep. we have the regrets, but guess what? Know. You know, put it I in know, the bag. I know. I hear you. And <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, you can't complain about it yeah, now. It's, it's, it, it all got it, you where you are. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, so we bought a couple of, uh, student rental properties. We ended up with four of them at one time in Guelph. And I really, um, I really loved that. I thought it was, you know, something I could do. I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, and I thought over time, what I was going to do was get out of, um, my full-time job and get into more of that, uh, corporate role or sorry, that real estate role. And, um, it was something that I really, really loved. And, uh, I got my real estate license. And then my plan was always to transition out of the corporate world into, into real estate. And, yep. uh, in 2017, I did that. And, um, I've been in full-time real estate since then. Uh, and Beth joined me um, shortly after that in 2018. Nice. Okay. So you've been at it now uh, a good five years. So yeah. you, uh, you, you, made, you made it past the diving board, which of course the first two <laughs> or three years is, is sort of that beginning of the diving board where I don't know if this yeah. is right. And, and I'm talking personally, because for me, my first year was a whopping $7,000 uh, year. It was not that I was not on the top of any lists. I was not, uh, you know, making any sort of, you know, change at all, just because I had no idea, not coming from any business background myself. I was in the fitness world for yeah. a decade. Okay. So I, okay. was, I was busy training realtors and seeing, you know, how, you know, seeing a, a, how much money they had and B how, 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 how destroyed some of them were. They, they were 30 and they looked 80 um, yeah. because of the fact that were, they, they had no, and they were only in the gym because the doctor made them. It was like, yeah. you know, last call they had to like, they had to go work out or that, <laughs> yeah. that was it. And, and that was, to me, that was like shocking that, uh, you know, these people, and again, they told me how much they made every day. I didn't have to ask. They told me every day, yeah. this is how much I made last year, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But you're not going to have a next year <laughs> yeah. for, for some of these guys. So I, I sort of got that. That's how a lot of my early clients were is from, uh, um, learning about, you know, the inside, the inside scoop of this. So the fact that you've been in this for five years, congratulations. Yep. That's a, Thank you. that's a good start. And because you've got all that other, and this is, this is the part why I love talking to people because you've got all this other exposure. And again, the guy at the, and this is, this is a top producer who told me this. I was, at, I was at the first year awards show, um, in Toronto for Mike, for the company I was with at the time. And the guy said to me, if you're at a party, and if you're that realtor that is talking nothing about real, you're talking about nothing besides real estate at that party, everyone's going to leave and, and they're never going to want to hear you. You've got to have a diverse, um, you know, you've got to have other stories. So the fact that you've got all these other, you know, great background stories from, you know, where you lived, from the, you know, the, the, the other jobs. Uh, and you kind of said something that I wanted to sort of, um, open up as well before we go into sort of the Guelph real estate um, discussion and why people listening to this in Toronto GTA might, you know, be talking to you and me about making that move. Um, real estate is what we sell, but it's what real estate does that really changes it. And you mentioned it because what it did for you, the, the Parkdale sale, I'll call it, um, what it did for you at that time, again, um, maybe you shouldn't have sold, maybe you shouldn't have, maybe you should or shouldn't have. But the point is, um, it got you to the place where, you know, you could at least, um, you know, maybe make a few decisions that you couldn't make before, because that's what it did for me. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, again, I'll, I'll say the exact number, I made $20,000 on my first sale. And it was enough at the time when it was pretty much just me uh, to float me for a year. 
at the time. It was enough. And that might be enough for you guys listening um, to give you whatever it is, 20, 50. It'll probably be more. Let's be honest, Ryan. Ryan? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. It'll be a bigger number now, but it yep. might just be what you guys need to sort of, again, pull the plug, um, tell the boss to go, you know, to go, you know, where um, and, and to, you know, start that either that remote work life, which is, of course, you know, a big thing right now. People are literally changing their lives and they're asking me for, you know, does the house have a home gym before they ask me about how many bedrooms it's, 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 it's for me, it's like that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what people are asking for you when they are moving from Toronto uh, to Guelph and area. What, uh, what do you find people are asking you about uh, besides well, of course houses, but the, the community, uh, any specific things that you can think of? Well, a lot of it um, of people moving from Guelph is about uh, the ability to work from home. Mm -hmm. And so we're finding uh, a huge influx of, uh, in particular, in uh, from the city of Toronto, uh, from Brampton and from Mississauga, where they're commuting into an office. Um, they have the flexibility now to work from home. And so they say, well, you know, I can sell my house in Brampton and, uh, you know, buy a similar house for $100,000 less in Guelph. My commute is only going to be an extra 15, 20 minutes from the south or the east part of Guelph. And um, you know, we can get a better lifestyle there and, uh, things like a bigger, you know, from a townhouse to a detached house, um, having more of a yard, uh, having a pool, those sorts of things are really what's bringing people into Guelph is just a little bit cheaper, but close enough that you're still probably considered part of the GTA. Yeah. I, I would say Guelph still sort of feels like, I mean, it's a day trip for, for us here, yeah. whenever I'm uh, visiting family or whatever, it's a day yeah. trip and for, and for, yeah. for. For most of the family I get to visit, it's it's a good day trip. And for some family I have to visit, I, I like it to be a short trip because I want people to come yeah. back sooner. I'm not going to name yeah. names, but that's, again, the beauty of where you are is that people could go there, um, again, on a day trip, uh, yep. meet up with you guys, you know, have yep. a good tour of, you know, the top five in the price range uh, and still yep. come back home for dinner if, if that's what you yep. guys need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, at one time where we thought, you know, Guelph, Guelph is probably about 10 kilometers north of the 401. Uh, there was a period of time where, um, you know, Guelph, before it was uh, built up in the south part, it was, you know, 15 kilometers uh, off the 401. So we're, um, you know, we're getting closer as time moves on and more development happens. We're moving closer to the 401 to mm -hmm. get from the south part of Guelph now to the airport. So about 40 minutes. Um well, that's, and that's a big, that's a big point. Cause I've got clients right now who have been in the Guelph area. They've been outside of the Guelph area as far as Niagara looking for places and airport access um, is yeah. for them. Like for these people, home gym is no big deal, but the airport access because of the nature of their work is, is a huge thing. So they'd rather be less than 60 uh, minutes away from an airport. So that's, that's important. You're saying so 40 minutes yeah. to the airport from, from where you it's are 40 minutes. I mean, and that uh, depending on how led, how much of a lead foot you have, it could be even quicker, but it's, it's, about, it's about 40 minutes. And well, uh, yeah, with, with, with my, with my clients, they're, they're all, uh, a lot of them are in the um, music and entertainment business and uh, they like to drive fast. So that's, that's part of who they are. So that 40 minutes is probably 30 to them. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's great. That's, that's, a, that's even better. Good. 
<laughs> that's awesome, man. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's really good to know. So obviously I want to make sure that again, those of you who are listening, of course, the best way, of course, to, uh, uh, to reach out and to, uh, you know, to talk to me and to Ryan, of course, um, is of course you can reach me through the podcast, but of course, um, and when we get to the end of the podcast, I'll have Ryan give you his particular, so you can reach him, uh, and either way, obviously, if you, if you, you know, if you've heard the story on the podcast, uh, the good news is that you'll already kind of know the people. And again, this doesn't replace it. And I say this before every zoom meeting, and I've got a couple of work today. Uh, this is not the it's, it's meeting on a zoom call or, or, or again, even listening to a podcast, it's the second best way to get to know someone. Cause we're, we're talking right now. Again, you can vouch for me. There's no script. I didn't, I didn't softball you any questions. Uh, there's nothing like that, that we do. Um, so you're, you're hearing us, but again, it's sort of, uh, you're hearing us talking, but you're not obviously in the room as well. Um, and when you guys who are the buyers and sellers, the people who sort of keep us in business, um, of course, it'll change a little bit of the dynamics. But for the most part, you know, who you're hearing now is, is, is who you're hearing. So I guess the question to ask next, Ryan, because this is, you know, for me also a big uh, factor is that because of the, um, the implications of both uh, current real estate uh, investments and generational wealth, um, what do you see in the, again, jumping into the DeLorean, um, the, the, the Guelph DeLorean, uh, what do you see uh, Guelph looking like 2030, 2040, and let's even go to 2050? If you've got any uh, just, you know, guesses here and, and we're, yeah. nobody's holding you to any of this, um, but yeah. the podcast might be still floating around in 2050. So uh, <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you see, what are you seeing or what do you see happening, um, you know, uh, in, in your part of town? Well, we, it's an interesting question. We, um, Beth and I have been writing for uh, Guelph Today, which is our only Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was very interesting to know that. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, there isn't a physical newspaper here any longer. So we have just an online publication and we've been writing with them for, for four years. Uh, actually, we just had a new one today. We transitioned to video. And um, one of the articles we wrote recently was about, um, is Guelph now the cheapest part of the GTA? Ooh. And um, we were talking about how as the GTA expands over time, uh, further west, further east, further north. Mm-hmm. Um, Guelph is now, you know, t- to many people, Guelph is now considered part of the GTA. And I saw a stat recently where Guelph has, um, uh, the population here was, last year was 140,000. I think we're at 146,000 now. And uh, it's growing faster than the Ontario average and a Canadian average. And um, as people have the flexibility to work from home and, um, you know, they, they are accepting a bit of a longer commute Mm-hmm. Um, Guelph is really being uh, um, considered as an option for many people, uh, and in particular in the south part of Guelph, as it sort of moves closer to Milton, uh, southeast part of Guelph, as it moves closer to Milton, that, that in particular, uh, that area has become really, really hot. And so I'd anticipate over the next 20, 30 years that Guelph is going to continue to move a little bit further east and a lot further south. Um, and there are little towns south of Guelph, Morriston, uh, Aberfoyle, Pustlench. Those little, those little communities, I suspect over time, are going to be swallowed up by, uh, by the city of Guelph or become part of the city of Guelph And uh, as we move closer to the 401. But, um, you know, one of the things we, as I mentioned earlier on, we have a listing that we're reviewing offers on today. And out of the, uh, out of the showings that we've had, about 80% of them are from the GTA, from GTA Realtors. Yeah. Um, which is an incredible, which is an incredible number. I mean, even two or three years ago, that number was maybe 50%, but it's, it's closer to 80% now. Hmm. There's a huge influx coming into the city. 
Okay. All right. So you're saying that the the, the GTA realtors uh, that again weren't necessarily um, in your area a few years ago are there now? Like, did you say eighty percent? Eighty percent. And and wow. you know, like the the challenge that we face coming into this market is that you know we are in a situation where uh, many of those realtors don't know Guelph. They've never been to Guelph because they've never had to be. And their clients now in Brampton or Mississauga are are starting to consider Guelph or even Kitchener-Waterloo, which is a little bit further west. Mm -hmm. um, and those agents just aren't familiar with the way it works. And that's one of the things that we always talk about is if you're going to refer uh, anybody out, I mean, referring from Brampton or Mississauga to Guelph uh, is a great option just because there isn't they are different boards. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things we struggle with is the difference between, and I, I'm sure you know this, between Breb and Matrix yeah. or Trev and Matrix. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they are two different boards. And uh, if you don't have access to each uh, or you aren't familiar with the market, it, it can become a challenge. And, and we're starting to face some of those growing pains now. Well, again, I think the reason why, again, we, we, you know, and again, I'm going on the record here. We have not met before this. We haven't done business before. So the reason, again, I wanted to have you here is because for me, the instinct of people who are good collaborators, people who do want to work with others, is, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, when you're a kid in, in, in grade school, you actually get marks for, you know, playing well with others. Uh, weirdly enough, it's not such a bad thing to have that in your toolbox when you're in yeah. real estate. So yes, I know. And, and this is, this is the, this is the line that I have. Um, yes. I've been into almost every bar in Kitchener Waterloo over the years and, and had drinks in it. <laughs> yes. I've been into almost every bar in London and I've been to, into a bunch in Guelph, but no, I'm not about to start selling a real estate in there just because uh, I've been there. And, and it's, again, it's a gray area. Yes. We're allowed to, you know, right. like, you know, unofficially we're allowed to, but the thing yeah. is for me, I would much rather, and this is just me again, don't, don't throw any weird comments into a podcast comment box. If, uh, if you hear this um, for me, this is about collaborating with those outside of my area. Again, anything outside of Oakville, anything North of Richmond Hill and anything East of um, Oshawa um, for me, I, I'm so proud and, and privileged to have, uh, again, great contacts like yourself um, that yeah. I work with on this stuff, because I would rather have, you know, in these cases, when people are making the big move from, you know, their big Toronto house uh, to yeah. their, 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 their you know, to their big wealth house, maybe uh, I'd rather them have two of us both at a hundred percent or more capacity in those areas uh, and actively again in those areas. And I'm doing one this week right now with this amazing agent that I've been working with from, uh, from Niagara. We've done so much business together in the last few years. It's ridiculous. Um, and, and my joke, and, and this is the same applies to you, uh, Ryan, is that I have no problem driving the commission check uh, right to your door, right at home. And, and the same thing goes with the Niagara Falls agent, because uh, in the normal days uh, before COVID and before everything else, um, my kid's favorite place to go for their birthdays is Niagara. Uh, and we're, yeah. we're going there again. We're crossing our fingers for early March and hoping it's going to be a good time. But for me, there's so much more to this, you know, conversation than yes, I could sell a house where you are. I'm sure that again, I, I, I could understand the details. I could ask a bunch of questions, but when I see people sort of, you know, um, grasping at straws and, and wondering what, what conditions, and you know this one, what conditions should I put in for uh, a house that I want to sell in Peterborough? And this person, you know, they're from Toronto, you know, they have no idea about wells. Uh, and again, 
there's a lot of stuff that you have to know in different areas. So it's good to have someone else, uh, you know, just again, just a, a good collaboration, you know? Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting because one of the houses we sold recently was, um, uh, you know, bought the house in, in a part of Guelph, uh, West part of Guelph, um, a couple of years ago from uh, an agent uh, they had in, uh, from Toronto. Yeah. They moved from Mississauga to Guelph uh, and had a Toronto agent help them do that. And they're now um, moving back to the GTA because where they bought a house in Guelph was nowhere near where they needed to be. And they found that they were, they felt a bit misled um, in, in, you know, the location that they ended up because they felt it wasn't right for them. And, um, you know, it goes to, it, it goes to say like some of the, you know, the amenities that you have in certain parts of town, um, some of the requirements that a buyer may have in a certain part of town. If you don't know the town, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could make a mistake that could be very, it could have a huge impact on, on the buyer and someone who moves there. It's the same reason why we don't sell in Mississauga or we don't sell in Toronto because, um, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of those markets and there's somebody in those towns that knows a lot better than us. So as you said, having those relationships in a local market is, is very important. Uh, not only just because the person knows it, uh, a lot better, but the buyer gets the benefit of it when they buy a house with that person. Yeah. Again, we could go on and this could be its whole, a whole nother podcast. And, and if yeah. we were to you know have this conversation in a Facebook group, it would be, uh, you know, it, it would get messy and, and there would be a lot of people with, you know, a hundred yeah. people, a hundred opinions. But yeah. my point is, I think if you're listening and you feel that, what we're doing, what me and Ryan are talking about is the right solution for you. Like someone who, again, was born and raised in Toronto, helping you with your Toronto place and someone who was born and raised in, in, in knows Guelph, uh, helping you with your Guelph place. If that makes sense, then yep. head over to realestatepodcastshow.com. Connect with me, say, I listen to the Ryan. Uh, I listen to the, I'll call it the Ryan podcast. Cause, cause there's a Ryan <laughs> podcast coming. I don't think you want to disclose the date yet, but there's a Ryan and Beth podcast coming. Um, and I, I, I put it out there. So now you have to do it. Um, but, you know, you can talk about the fact that we were talking about Guelph and you heard the podcast and it's something that you want to look into because um, maybe you've already been thinking about it. And that's the beauty of our job is that sometimes people have been thinking about the thing for three months before they get to us. They really don't want to talk to us. Uh, and the podcast is kind of good because they don't even have to talk to me or you. They can kind of just yeah. hear us talking. Right. Um, and it's, it's way better than my, my own monologues, which sometimes go into, uh, you know, dark and deep and dark places when I'm talking about about, you know, things I like, things I don't like that's going on. Uh, but talking to other agents, to me, it always sort of balances out the page, um, balances out the opinions uh, and all that. So again, Ryan, I wanted to say thank you. I know you got things going on today. So I wanted to thank you for joining me on the, on the podcast today. And what's the best way for those listening to uh, connect with you? And um, we'll take it from there. Yeah, the best way is always through our website. Uh, there's more about us on there. Um, we do post a bunch of blogs on a variety of topics. Uh, our contact information is there. And the website is bethandryan.ca. Okay. Well, again, you could not make that any easier. That's a, a very <laughs> simple, uh, not difficult. I think my podcast, my, my, my domains are way too long, but yours is, is much better. Bethandryan.ca. Uh, is, is it and A&D? 
AMD. Versus the, That's right. AMD. Yeah, versus the ampersand or whatever it's yep, called. Yeah. Uh, okay. So awesome. That, uh, that, that, you know, that sort of wraps up our first podcast. And like I said before, I uh, uh, hope to have you join me again for a, an update, maybe a spring, maybe a summer update. And uh, hopefully when, again, when things are normal, which uh, again, I'm going to cross my fingers. I'm not going to quote any political leaders, uh, but you know, when things are sort of back to normal, I would definitely love to, uh, you know, have a sit down with you guys, maybe uh, celebrate one of our moves together uh, at a, at a Guelph pub. And uh, you can, you can call it because uh, I, I probably know my way there. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's the rugby years. I blame the rugby years of the nineties, every, every town in Ontario, um, we would go to almost every pub uh, on the weekends. And that was how I got to know, uh, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it, that's how I got to know Ontario so well. That's right. I, yeah. Uh, that's a good way know, to do I, it. I went right down to the local watering hole. And, and, and even in Quebec, for that matter, I learned French, uh, totally unrelated side story. I learned French in one summer of playing rugby, um, you know, in Trois-Rivières, because uh, when you talk at the bar and you've had a couple, uh, for some weird reason, there's this language connection that happens that doesn't happen in a classroom. And within about three months, someone asked me as I was leaving, this is my last story, as I, as I was leaving Trois-Rivières after three months, someone said to me, um, they, they, they had to, I was getting gas and they, they asked me some questions and I was speaking fluent French to them. And then when I was leaving, um, I showed them my, license, my driver's license for some reason. They said, oh, you're not from here? I thought for sure you were from here. And, and this is like, wow. again, I did That's not good. even expect to have anything happened, but it was just one of those things I just clicked. Uh, one of the beauties of living in Canada, you can learn, you know, a different language by accident at the pub, which is, I think, what, what happened to me. Um, and again, you know, it's led me to, again, great moments like, uh, like this one here. So once again, thanks, Ryan, for uh, your time today. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully catch up again soon. All right, thanks, Paul. All right, I Ryan. appreciate it. Take care. Okay, talk to you later.